0: Yeah, this your boy Eric. Like I said, I go by Eway. Take me out on SoundCloud. Hey, you are now tuning into the Dynasty Bros. Must, must, must listen to them.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Ava. this is? Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, Episode ninety seven. Let's go. So Some no. new.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shut them down. What well, we got them like? like. Got them like, what, what baby? Man. My yeah. dog's gone. Your dog's gone. Stop. And then we're gone. shut them down. Open up shop. Well, we got them like, whoa. Got like, whoa. What, baby? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, R.I.P. to the great DMX, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. All right. Hey, Earl Simmons. Earl Simmons. What's good? What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros. Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 84. Is where you come for all your fancy football needs and to chop it up about the latest nfl news i am dynasty bro dot here with my co-bro
2: Dynasty bro vic man what's up how y'all doing
1: oh man i'm good bro you see we I'm got good, the dmx good. rocking in the background uh Avo came over here with the energy we needed today he did let's go and then we rocking man so uh yeah before we get forward man before we move forward i just want to say uh it's been a lot going on in the world man and uh losing another great is unfortunate um, like I said, we're always going to be more than a fancy football podcast, so I want to make sure we give them his flowers. Um, can I ask y'all a question? Yes, yeah, sir. before we dive deep into fancy football, we do got a mock draft for you guys going into the second round of the rookie draft. But uh, quick question. What side of the fence are you on with this whole conversation about, you know, these people don't get their flowers until they're dead? Because I think I feel different in a lot of the ways I'm seeing on social media. How do y'all feel? Do you do you think that comment is true? Because I feel a lot of people have been floating it out there lately.
0: Uh like you feel like people haven't been i feel like that 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 should be changing because a lot of people actually have been from what i'm saying yeah we've man. been doing a better job probably yeah. still not the best but we have be doing a much much better job of letting people know exactly how we feel i stand on that we side. just some people need to do a little more research and go find it because it, a lot of it is out there people have been showing dmx love for years now yeah, if
1: you, you listen to it, I don't I don't know. I think I think it's been more people in their feelings, man, because honestly, I see the love a lot, man. Now that we're a social media, you know, kind of world, and that's all we that's all people resort to, social media every damn day. But I see a lot of people giving flowers, man, to the people they love, the people they respect. I see the shit often and I start to see it in numbers, man. When when you're out here you know, selling millions and millions of records and getting millions and millions of views and followers. That that can't be from a bunch of hate. That all counts as flowers, man. Just because you know, you don't wake up every day and the next man be like, Hey, I fucking love you. Hey, I fucking love you. Next woman, hey, I fucking love you. It, it right. can't work like that every single day. But I do think people get their flowers. And I think this narrative was being ran with on social media since the MX passed that you know, people don't get their flowers until they dead. And I feel like I see it different as of late. Like, you can't refuse the hate that you see on social media and the hate you're going to get. It's, I guess that comes with the celebrity. But uh, I see a lot of love being given.
2: Yeah, for sure. and I think a lot of people is more so speaking about who's been playing his music, you know what I mean? So at, at least, you know, since his passing. So I think they were looking at it from that standpoint. A lot of turn up, a lot of tributes. Um, of course, he just had the verses recently. Yeah. So that was good to see. Uh, that was definitely a you know, moment for him to get his flowers, um so to speak so yeah man i'm glad
1: that he at least got to do that you know what i mean true that true that man so all right we wanted to make sure we touched there like i said this podcast with the dynasty bros fantasy football podcast but it's way deeper than that all right so we do got a fire episode man we're going into the 2.0 rookie mock draft going into the second round um you know what we did last time was he told his top 12 i told my top 12 Instead of just diving into one draft together. So we can both get a chance to speak on who we want to. And you can see the orders from both of the bros. So we're going to get into that mock draft. We might have some flags. We do got the what's the word. And that's always consistent. And with everything going on in America, I'm excited to see what the closing is, man. So to say something good to the people is probably needed right now. And from us. So, you know, if anybody ain't got nothing new going on right now, we can jump straight into this what's the word. Y'all cool with that? Let's go. Let's go. I'm with it, man. And shout out to my brother, DJ Avo, man. He
2: be uh transitioning the music as the show transitions. I be peeping the little details, man. So I just want to give your flowers on that, man. Appreciate that. I, hey, I, I definitely see you working, so.
1: I want to give him his flowers because, you know, he, he still be fucking up the number of the episode every week. Look, bro, it wasn't up there this time. But at least he here every week, man. He's been on the <laughs> road, bro. A- Avo ain't had a missed day in forever, man. Come so that's man. me giving him his flowers. <laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs>
1: All right, shout dj bro <laughs> from the bros <laughs> appreciate it from the bros <laughs> to the bro <laughs> all
2: can,
1: right can man. we tell the
0: people about that
1: about what about the we the bros oh yeah 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 uh, Go ahead. can we give them
0: a
2: little bit just a little give bit. them
1: a sneak peek then. this is what it looked like look Irving
2: <laughs> did that the other day.
1: So i don't know if y'all can see this nah um we got some we the bros merch coming out yeah um we got some b team merch coming out and we got so much more merch on the way, man. You should have seen. Can I, can I tell the funny story? I'll just tell the funny side of it. We sent our um, our distributor all of our designs like, hey, this is what we want for the merch. It's like, whoa, a little bit backed up, everything going on right now. Just, just send us a couple. Vic hit them up and was like, hey at least let us lock in three you know <laughs> <laughs> one for me one for Dot, one for abo yeah so you know he accepted the three but i feel like how many, how many logos we about 14 15 14 <laughs> we ready to hey, unload we ready. hey niggas be like merch on the way we got a clothing line on yeah, the way we <laughs> ready so yeah so shout out to the Weeda bros merch on the way that's the, the first two Weeda bros designs and the b team merch I'm not gonna sit here and explain what this shit look like because it's gonna be fire when it drops. So be on the lookout for that and plus much more.
2: And shout out to Clutch the artist, man.
1: Clutch the it artist, man. So.
2: Everything we got right the now, homie, man. That's, so uh,
1: what's good? Yeah, that's that's the homie. I've been knowing Clutch since middle school. Same. We you actually. Knowing,
2: yeah, everybody grew up in the same neighborhood. Neighborhood. Winding Ridge used to. We used to hoop on.
1: Nah, don't, don't lie, was bro. <laughs> in the comments, bro. We had the best hoopers, bro, out of the two neighborhoods. Bro. Here we, we go. We could
2: pull up a reunion, bro. Here we
1: go. Do you really want that we reunion? <laughs> we will take that offline. Yeah. Meet <laughs> me in a mirror.
2: Yeah. But yeah, man, yeah, we're definitely excited for that. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Coming soon. All right, let's get into What's the Word. We're going to be in and out, as always. Hey, let's start with uh, Stefan Diggs. He signed to Jordan, so hey, that's what's up. Um, you know, hey, maybe Jordan cleats, Jordan gloves. I don't know Ooh. if he's going to have some, you know, his own merch and apparel, but uh, shout out to Diggs, man.
1: He be having the best customized cleats in the league. He Big facts. I'm not arguing with nobody, and if you do, at me. That's a good point. And also on uh, Twitter, you can catch Stefan training with his
2: brother. Like, they be going at it. Like, they both be playing wide receiver, both playing DVs. It's like... 50 50 matchup every time like it's cool to see so yeah check out those clips all right let's keep it pushing man uh so former nfl running back eddie george of course he played for the tennessee titans uh, one of the great running backs out of ohio state he's gonna become the head coach
1: at tennessee state yo i seen that on the way honestly i literally just seen it a couple hours ago on ESPN. i said damn and i low-key forgot about i meant to tell you we should talk about that but you brought it up shout out to these Old these older athletes that were great, players. older athletes, my bad, former players that are great. I threw that in there. Though. I want yeah. don't miss out these <laughs> greats that are transitioning into these head coaching jobs, whether they've had it or not. They know how to play the game. They have influence. And we need to see that, man. So we need to keep on seeing these former greats. Transition into some black schools, man. Yeah, man, that's dope. important. Because you got Deion Sanders at
2: Jackson State. Now you got Eddie George at Tennessee State. Um, I do want to shout out Yahoo. That's where I got that this, uh, information. But yeah, man, Hey, let's turn up for the HBCUs, man. And of course, I got that All-Star Bowl that's going to be going down in New Orleans every year. Oh, yeah. So it's all coming together, man. All the dots starting to uh, connect. And don't forget the dots. Don't forget the dots. All right, another thing. Shout out to Toto Pro Sports. Trevor Lawrence, he actually got married over this weekend. So Hey, he got the one-on-one in his life, and he's about to be the one-on-one in the NFL draft and the one-on-one in the dynasty draft. I tried. to, I tried.
1: He found love while he knew it was real, you know. <laughs> but did she know it was real? It's real. I'll uh, share They probably go back, like, way back. They better. I mean, she knew he was a five-star recruit about five years That's ago. That's all right?
0: I'm saying. But before that, they better go before that. Yeah. They better not have met
2: her last year. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm sure they've been... I didn't do that
1: much research on that, but.
2: hey Amen. Is there
1: any photos of his wedding or anything? Did he look happier than Pat? Does Pat look happy? Happy.
2: Pat. Pat. Oh, Pat Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay I see it. You want to show the good people? The All right, that's cool. <laughs> you show the good? <laughs> <laughs> He did it. Hope you guys can see this That That's a fire. That would be a hey, fire. Man. Meme. It's cool. Big like this. That's a fire. Me. <laughs> and I'm looking up. Hey, hey, bro, look. Hey. <laughs> look.
0: One day. We're gonna have somebody that chops that right there. Yes, it's gonna be right over me. It's yeah. Boom! It's gonna be there than way. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, so let's uh, let's get to some uh, NFL news. So, of course, Julian Edelman, he's retiring. Um, you know, they called it a failed physical. I don't know if that was intentional, but he's retired, man. So, do you guys think he's
1: gonna pull a Gronk? I don't know, but when I the first news I seen was the Patriots terminated his contract, and I said, "Damn, they looking out so he can go play for Brady," and then. I seen the fail physical and then I seen the retirement and I'm like, damn. And then I called Vic. No, I think we was playing Call of Duty when it happened. I yeah. said, Damn, bro, you think he about to just go take the Antonio Brown spot? And that was it. I ain't thought about it ever since. Yeah. I know his knees been messed up as of lately,
2: past few seasons. So, so how do you
0: man, how how do you feel the physical? I'm just I'm just
1: curious. I don't I don't know. Bro, you give me a hundred dollars. I can show you how to go fill an NFL physical. <laughs> I mean, you going to show up with it in your system? Nah. I mean, is that, that automatically ways? what it nah, means? Like, nah. I'm, That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure I'm, out. I'm, I'm going like, to show up and try to pass. I bet you $100 I fail. You feel me?
2: You probably got to squat down, walk
1: like a duck. <laughs> no. 100 yards. Knees <laughs> touch, is done. Touch your nose.
2: Yeah. Touch
1: your nose. I don't know, man. But shout out to Julian. He was uh, relevant, super relevant in PPR leagues when he was healthy. Yeah, super relevant.
2: And he got rings, bro. Like, it's nothing else. I mean, he has nothing else to prove, in my opinion. So.
1: And not one of those people who got rings for not doing that. He showed up in big games. He did a lot for big time. He did so, big catches, big dude. plays,
2: and all the Super Bowls.
1: And he got a big beard. Yeah, he do. He
2: beer gang. And yeah. uh, and he be calling people out when they be on that bullshit. When they yeah. being,
1: you know, racist and all that other shit. Call so. you out the right way, too. Hey, pull up. I'm gonna take pull you, up. I'm going to take you to go get dinner at the crib and then show you what you did wrong. Pull up. <laughs> I
2: have a Bison burger. We're going to yeah. sit down and talk about it. <laughs> and a beer.
1: Get it medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jules, man.
2: <laughs> cool. Hey, let's keep it pushing, man. And, uh, of course, James Conner, former... Pittsburgh still was running back. He signed a one year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh,
1: what does that mean to you, man, in Dynasty? Um, in Dynasty, it don't mean nothing. It was one year. It just <laughs> means all that Chase Edmond talk is uh, they don't trust it because you you ain't got James Conner. I'm not saying he's no super stud. And at least they didn't pay no big draft capital yet. But I don't even know if this means they won't go get somebody in a draft at this point because James Conner can't stay healthy and Chase Edmond still isn't proved that he can be at every down back. So, You know, don't be surprised, you know, if you see them going to the draft and and grab somebody still. I wouldn't be surprised. We got a comment up there, man. You want to tell me who was by? Yeah, let me check it out. And if
2: you guys see me looking up, because we got the shit on the big screen, so uh, I got to look up. They say, what up, nephew? Miss Jamie Banks. It's
1: the Banks. Banks household. Gang, gang, gang.
2: Yeah, man. So, uh... It's just a you know a way to get a cheap running back. Of course, I still got Eno Benjamin. We didn't get to see him at all last year. Maybe he'll get some run. You think James Conner will stay
1: healthy? Damn, you put me. <laughs> That's a fucked up question. You put me on the spot on. All right, does he ever stay healthy? Has he been healthy?
2: All right, did he end the season healthy? To be determined. Okay, <laughs> then. So a shout to uh, Eno Benjamin. Um, Future looks bright in Arizona. This <laughs> just says,
1: shout out Eno. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. They probably, man, they're going to most likely draft a running back. So I'm learning to not fall into the hype of all the pre draft offseason news. Like, those are traps, to be honest with you. So hopefully you moved your Chase Edmonds for some second round picks while you could. I know.
1: I just seen Chase Edmonds. Well, I'm in a, a super flex draft right now. I just seen, uh, Chase Edmonds go off the board. And James Conner's still there. Mm-hmm. You think he got to go get that insurance next round? <laughs> go get the Conner. Four-game insurance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Shout out Eno.
2: Shout out to Eno. All right. Shout out to James Conner. Wish you the best going forward. <laughs> All right. Y'all got any yep. flags? What's up, Abo?
0: No, I ain't got no flag. I just want to say yep.
1: You said yep as you was like he's asking the question oh my bad i was going with the song hey soldier boy said he got the number one song on tiktok
2: he probably do he stayed number one like (laughs) he finds a way to stay number one in something
1: relevant bro (laughs) relevant relevant yeah. Um, all right, let's do this. DJ Avo. What's good? Tell the good people where they can find you at my brother. You can follow me at
0: DJ lxve on the gram. That's at DJ lxve DJ Avo Love. And then um on the Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo. And
1: I'm gonna try to get on there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right.
1: Avo, throw the assist to somebody, man. dude, hey, It's Vince, been about four weeks. Where can out we here. follow you at? Okay.
2: <clears throat> Excuse me. You can follow me at Chiefsosff Instagram. Instagram, 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 Twitter, Twitch. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Donnie Rose FF, wherever you listen, and join the Facebook community, Donnie Rose FF podcast. Leave us ratings, reviews, all that good stuff. Yeah, we like yep. all the feedback. Yep. yep.
1: yep. All, right. all right, my bad. Dot. Oh my Where can I follow you at? My this bad. assist shit ain't gonna work. I'm just, I go back to yep. taking lead. Somebody else just take lead the whole oh, way through. Clearly, we got a bunch of gunners on this podcast. And can't nobody throw that assist. Follow me at Dynasty Bro. Follow me as Dynasty Bro. Dot on Instagram and Twitter, and follow the main Instagram page Dynasty Bros. FF. Hey, before we get into the the second half of the rookie mock, Vic, what's the hat you got on, my brother?
2: Show the show the love, man. Show Shout out to the FF Fit Club, Fantasy Football Fit Club. So yeah, join the uh, join the movement. Let's call it a movement. Um, So, yeah, if you're, you know, starting on your fitness journey or you're a vet, no matter where you at, even if you don't know what to do or even if you're in the gym five, six, seven days a week, don't matter. Um, But it's all about just striving to be better. So it's just a space where we all just encourage each other. Stay on top of your workouts, stay on top of your meditations, your stretching, your good dieting, all that good stuff. It's a place to be held accountable. So I got my merch. So, yeah, I've been in the gym. 7 a.m. workouts. That's been working out for me.
1: Yeah, I've been getting fit. Man. I've been sliding the gym and I've been doing all that shit. I just, I ain't know where to sign up. I, can I sign up? Man, you just, just go to the gym and then drop the hashtag. Yeah. Do I got to get in front of that big mirror?
2: Nah, <laughs> hell no. Nah. I don't do that. Some people do. I don't. That ain't my, that ain't my gym. You know what I mean? That ain't in my gym bag. You know what I'm saying? Some people like the mirror. Selfie in the bathroom. Some people like the mirror selfie in front of all the weights. That's blocking people like me from getting some shit. I feel like I feel like you feel some type of way about that.
1: Shout out to the people taking pictures in front of the gym mirror that don't even be in gym clothes. Whether they got in the apartment complex or some <laughs> shit, you see all the weights in the background. They got a whole dress on and shit. Shout out yep. to that lady. I know a few. <laughs> That's super funny.
2: Join the movement.
1: Oh, and all the um, I believe all the proceeds to the merch is,
2: is donated. To a good cause i don't have the actual organization offhand i apologize for that but i'll pull it up next week for sure
1: just bringing awareness is good bro yeah, yeah. all right so look what we're going to do is we're going to jump straight into the rookie mock draft 2.0 this is the second half the second round of the rookie draft that we did a few weeks ago so uh look i always say this man we stay water and you don't have to just remain the same because things change you know um pro days happen. Um, you start to hear NFL coach talk. And just in general, man, you watch more film and you become more intrigued with players. So look, we did a first round. We can go talk about it. We can talk if you have movement in your first round. Um, how you starting to feel in your heart about these guys about to come out before we reach the real NFL draft in two weeks two weeks so uh that's what we're gonna do man Vic asked me if i still have my first round guys and i told him i do so we can jump straight into that list off those guys and we can talk the changes if we had any and then we can roll straight into the second round is that yeah. cool that's cool <clears throat> excuse me i don't remember you know
2: if i had too many changes but i just want to call out a one through 12 that way you guys know where i'm at as of today um okay. also with the mock draft this is from my standpoint if there was a startup Here's where I would take these guys. So, of course, I have different team needs across various leagues. So, if you hear me say, oh, I had this guy at the 103, why didn't I take him? I mean, I don't need a running back. I don't need a wide receiver. So, again, this is just purely off of a true startup. Here's where I would take these guys off of talent. Um, And then in round two, I'll be honest, I am a little like landing spot dependent on some of these only because I do feel some of these guys do need a great OC or good football mind um but for the most part here's where i'm at at the end of the day so yeah we'll, we'll just rock with that so i'm gonna lead off 1 through 12 just a quick rundown and then i get to my first guy and then we'll uh talk through dots um 201 so at the 101 trevor lawrence 102 naji 103 devonta smith 104 jamar chase 105 Kyle Pitts, 106 justin fields 107 trey lance 108 travis 18 109 javante williams 110 Rashad Bateman 111 Jalen Waddle 112 Mr. Mac Jones. I'm
1: gonna let you run yours down. All right, uh, 101 Trevor, one two Fields, one three Najee, one four Jamar Chase, one five Travis Etienne, one six Devonta Smith, one seven Javonta Williams, one eight Pitts. I got them top three running backs. You know, and those two receivers, because those are the studs. I know Pitts is like the end-all, be-all when it comes to upcoming tight ends now. But I had to put Pitts after those five guys to me because positional value without being in a tight end premium league. I get having the next Travis Kelsey. But man, it's so important to try to get those running backs and those stud receivers too, man, because they can't thin out at the top. And then uh after Shavante, I got Pitts. Uh, I think that's my 108, 9, 10. yeah. And my one, my one nine is Trey Lance. My 110 is Zach Wilson. He's actually my technically, he's my fourth receipt He's my fourth quarterback just due to you know the NFL importance of where they're putting him, man. They, they're pretty much sure he's gonna be drafted, second pick by the Jets. But technically, I, I you know he's probably my fifth quarterback just come off of who I trust talent-wise. Then my one eleven is Rashad Bateman, and my 112 is Jalen Waddle. All
2: right, a couple of things. I have pits at the five because i feel like running backs come out every year receivers come out every year may not be as deep so i'm comfortable with taking a pitch at the 105 and then notice i didn't have a zach wilson at all in my round one i
1: don't blame you bro i'm
2: out on zach so
1: hey it's so much to be out on like him the organization the (laughs) weapons that they're that they're in love with like he's going to be throwing to X, Y, Z. No, he's going to. We know who he's throwing it to. And it's not the best of wide receivers, bro. Corey Net- Davis. Net- I don't care what you like about Keelan Cole. He's not Net- no superstar Net- stud. Denzel Mims. Jamison Crowder. I don't know who he's throwing it to out the backfield as of now. Tevin Coleman. I mean, dude, what are we in love with? Chris Herndon. Net- so I don't care what kind of quarterback you have. If he's not good enough. And you know, rookie rookie quarterbacks – rarely produce and make fantasy-relevant receivers. He don't even have fantasy-relevant receivers right now, even if they were with good quarterbacks.
2: Woo. Buffalo Bill's going to terrorize his ass. Bill Belichick going to terrorize his ass. Bill yeah, Belichick, the Dolphins building. up rookie QB. That AMC is about to be ugly. But uh, even besides that, I mean, look, I'm okay with not investing draft capital, so... I just got to see it. I got to see the pr- uh, proof in the pudding. I'm not willing to invest draft capital on Zach Wilson. That's just me. So here's the shocker. He's not in my round two at all. I'm just completely out in terms of draft capital, rookie draft capital. All right, bro. Damn. I mean, I- I'm just going to sit that one on the sideline. I ain't mad at that, bro. Hey. And not to say a year or two from now, hey, if he's hot shit, yeah, of course I'm going to get in. I'll pivot. But I'm just not willing to invest rookie draft capital. N- nothing. All right.
1: I'll I'll trade for him later Uh, (laughs) if it works out. All right, bro. You want to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, So I hate that I didn't get to get this guy in my shit, and I told you. He's my number four QB, technically. But when it comes to these rookie mock drafts, I'm not going to just flex. Like I said, I will take Wilson before this guy just just off draft capital. But I do – Enjoy Mr. Mac Jones. He's my 201. That's why we preach. Man, make sure you get some of these early second round picks in these 12-team leagues and super flex. Cause it's gonna be some hot names in this in this second round that we're gonna name. And I'm actually going through it right now and I'm grabbing all of them that I can in this startup. But look, Mac Jones, I, I right now the hype on them is crazy. You got you know, them saying that hey, just the Justin Fields thing is not gonna happen at three. It could be Mac Jones, you got you know. The talks in the background now that if it is Justin Fields at three, that the Patriots are going to move up where the Cowboys are and try to sneak Mac. I mean, I don't know. All I know is he turned into damn near a top 15 pick in the NFL draft and in Superflex, that is important. And you can't replace a starting QB outside of getting those elite top-tier players at running back and receiver. So give me some Mac Jones in the second round, man. If you think about it, bro, not not making this an equivalent guy because I don't think he has the same talent as Justin Herbert. But remember where Justin Herbert was going in these rookie drafts last year, and now he's potentially being argued as a top five quarterback in Superflex. Sometimes top three. It just depends on who you ask. I'm not gonna get mad if you say he's right behind Pat. That's fine. But uh, just taking the risk oh. on a guy, and if he ends up in San Fran oh, in that system with with a with a good quarterbacks coach, oh man. So give me the Mac Jones over anybody else before we start any kind of movement with the rest of these skilled players because I just trust the capital, and I do think he's he's a good quarterback.
2: <clears throat> I like the call, man. I had him at the 112. Um, of course, you know, he, he comes from a great program. A lot of weapons around him, so he was set up for success. I do think it will translate over uh, at least to the league. I do question his deep ball. But all in all, hey, if he goes to a system where, you know, they are run heavy or even a balanced attack, he can make the play-action throws, so, yeah.
1: I like the uh, call with Mac Jones. Hey, bro, click on that comment real quick. Make sure it ain't a question from a fan or something, man. I don't, I don't want to miss out on it. Uh, happy pre-birthday, son. It's Mom Dukes. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> my birthday's tomorrow, and she's shouting me out live on Facebook comments on my podcast. So, love you, mama. That's the kissy face emoji, bro. Call you right after this. <laughs> I'll holler at you around 930. Eastern. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, you want me to go my 12 or you want to go your 12? How was we doing this? Nah, back and forth. Yeah, we're going to go back and forth. All right, uh, we're going to get into my 202. That's Damn,
2: can, can I do my 201? Oh, Mac Jones was my I 112. I yeah. forgot.
1: You you jumped on the train, and then I just I yeah. lost it. My bad, bro. So See, Mom Dukes. Threw me off, man. man. We ain't clicking on no more comments, man. All
2: right, so look, at the 201, Hey, this might be a shocker for a lot of people, but uh, wide receiver Terrace Marshall, man, out of LSU. So, check this out. This is a guy that's been balling. Like last year when they had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, Thad Moss, Clyde Everett, to Lair, and Burrow, he had 13 touchdowns. So, he still was out there making plays amongst all those playmakers. This year, he had 10 TDs, a lot of games with double digit touchdowns. So, he's he has a knack for the end zone. He's a pro style wide receiver. So, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. His build reminds me of like T. Higgins. As far as like yeah. that tall, linky, skinny. Yeah. But he can run pretty much every route on the route tree. So, to me, again, I favor the pro style type of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, give me the Devonta's, give me the Jamar Chases, give me the Rashad Bateman's. Like, give me the pro style wide receiver. So, Terrace Marshall uh, at the 201, I am taking that all day long. I'm not waiting. Hey.
1: I like it. Uh, So, um, I feel like, do you want me to? Talk my talk talk now, and then when I get to him, I can just skip it. No, nah,
2: you can go to your
1: 202, and then when I get to Terry, you yeah, speak. Yeah, all right, all right, that's cool. Just man. making sure, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so my bad for jumping a gun, but here goes my 202. We're gonna stand the wide receiver back. I'm gonna get to Mr. Rondell Moore. Um, I know everybody was nervous about the five foot seven thing but look pure athlete you see his strength the freak the freak accident he had to his leg could have been even worse but the reason why it didn't get that bad is because the pure strength that he has in his lower body man just in general um he's fast he uh he can run all the routes he's he's going to be locked into a slot receiver slash specialist like so whoever drafts him has to know that you're going to have to use him. To, to benefit his style of play because he's not the biggest guy. He's not going to just go to the outside and win like a six foot three guy, like Terrence You just talked about. But uh I think he has the knack to just be a great football player. And sometimes you just gotta let that ride. So he'll go out there day one, he'll be involved in kick return, punt return. I think he's great at that. I just I just want the guy because he looks like he he just wants to play football and he's very, very good at it. So you gotta go out there and just figure it out with a person <laughs> like that. Give me him. Hey, we just seen a great, non-athletic, tough guy retire in the NFL and play multiple years in the NFL and made multiple plays. And it's um, nah, the toughness. And that seven is one of the toughest man. people I've ever play- seen play in college. And he came out and did it as soon as he started his freshman year. So I think he can go and make plays. Like I said, I want all of them in PPR. Give me that. He's going to be a dominant playmaker to me. Fire,
2: bro. All right, my 202, Mr. Michael Carter, running back out of North Carolina. Um, so if you have the 102, most likely you're grabbing a running back or QB or Jamar Chase. People are trying to get Chase. Um, but so if you need a running back, hey, Michael Carter for me. Again, we saw what he did this year for the Tar Heels. He's 5'10", 200 pounds. Hey, he runs. He's not afraid to run in between the tackles. He gets upfield. He's decisive. So he quick with his decision-making he can catch I, I like what i saw so i think he'd be a nice complimentary piece to a backfield like the Bengals, who just got rid of giovanni bernard jackson jaguars could use the rb you know in that backfield um so yeah those are some potential landing spots that i would like to see him go to can you think of any other spots and i need a running back
1: you said jacksonville you said cincy right yeah uh shit. uh well i would say Buccaneers I always talk about that, but that's where Geo just went. That's yeah. that's always a good spot. But man, I mean, I don't know. It's just, Even all Will I Washington. know is where whoever takes them, they're gonna have to use them. I, they still they kept uh McKissick. McKissick, okay. though, man. And, I mean, how about how about going to go get a guy to help Saquon Nothing. so like he doesn't have to worry about catching six, seven passes and shouldering 20 rushes. Let them get a third down back every once in a while. How about a team like Green Bay? I don't think A.J. Dillon is the greatest pass catching back. He can catch, but he's not as good as Jamal Williams. That's why they love him next to Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. I'm about to go get a guy that can catch better than A.J. Dillon, even though Aaron Jones is great. And let Aaron Jones just worry about running the ball. I still think Aaron Jones is a better runner than A.J. Dillon. They need to let him focus on being the main back and have a guy spell him. And I think the best way to spell Aaron Jones is, you know, a guy that can come in and work that third down every once in a while.
2: Yeah, man. And I can see him being leveraged like a nine Himes, a
1: guy who runs between the tackles, also catch pass out of the backfield. So Shit, Atlanta, right now they're working with Mike Davis. And, yes, he can catch. But, dude, get, get somebody that's actually trained to be, like, a natural third down back. Yeah. So something like that. Cool. All right, bro. Who's your uh, 203? So while we're speaking about pass down catching backs, let's talk about Mr. Kenneth Gainwell at the 203. And really, man, I he's been the guy slowly moving up my board more and more. And you know, I can, you know, I could wake up tomorrow and he can be my 202 over Rondell. Um, so look, just give me the best pass catching running back in the draft. Period. Point blank. Line him up on the outside. He can run routes and just look like a regular receiver. And he came in bigger in his pro day than he played at. You no, know, about 10 more pounds, which means, you know, maybe he's training to be able to shoulder a workload as a runner, too. Because he can run the ball. But you know, we've seen him at 190 like damn, Maybe he is just a third down back, you know, transition back with with another guy. But I think he's working on trying to be able to shoulder a load. And whoever take him, man. I think they're going to have a great running back, whoever takes a chance on him, man, because I do think he can do it all. I just think this year out, is, you know, pushed him down on some draft boards, but I really love Kenneth Gainwell, man, and I'm excited to see where he goes. I'm excited to see his draft capital, and I will be having a lot of Kenneth Gainwell, and I just took him in a startup right now over a lot of guys that I probably shouldn't have. So give me Kenneth Gainwell because the way the game is played right now, you could use him. Easy. He can yeah. go to all those places that you talked about. that need pass catchers and more. Yeah,
2: Eagles, especially if they go to the tight end route. You just never know. Um, like you say, he's a wide receiver out of the backfield. I got Kenneth Gainwell at the two hundred three as well. That my dog up. Hell we yeah. in line, so uh, yeah, man. Everything you said, man. But twenty nineteen over fifty catches, receptions, which is crazy. So yeah,
1: stud, stud. Yeah, man. So we
2: don't have to spend too much time there. Um, who you got at the two hundred
1: four? 204, I got Mr. Elijah Moore. Look, I know we love Rondell Moore because he's so explosive. He's going to be a killer athlete just on the field. Let's talk about Elijah Moore, man, because he's a little bit bigger than Rondell. And he's so explosive, too, on the field. Man, he went out there and ran a 4-3 for his pro day. And as much as, you know, I just talked about Rondell, I don't need to hype up what I think of Elijah Moore because I want to just echo, echo everything I said about Rondell. And I think Elijah Moore has a chance to go out there and make defenses look crazy from day one, man, with his footwork and his speed, his athleticism. And he has great hands. He's a hard worker, man. And I just – I'm excited to see where he goes, too. And like I said, I could wake up these, – these last couple picks that I did, I could wake up tomorrow and he could replace Rondell on my list. It's just I – I don't know, man. Just watching these guys that kind of have the same potential because, you know, um, a lot of them aren't outside – You know, big receivers, like, we don't have a lot of those in this draft. So, you know, you got to kind of just fall in love with these guys that have the potential to be great slots or great number two receivers in the NFL. But, like I said, the way the NFL is going, man, everybody's throwing the ball. So you need a compliment to a dominant receiver. Why not get a guy like Elijah Moore? He's going to be making defenses look stupid.
2: All right. At the 204, you just made a comment saying – I could wake up tomorrow and have Kenneth Gangwell in front of Rondell Moore. That's exactly what I got right now. So at the 204, Rondell Moore, he is a guy that's sliding a little bit. Of course, in my 1.0 mock draft, I had him at the end of the first. Uh, But just putting some more thought to it. Really, again, I love the talent, love the skill set. It comes down to will he land with an organization and an office coordinator that knows how to leverage him. Yeah. Yeah, Will they have him in the slot? Would they try to you know, put him in the backfield? Would he, would he be like a third down back? I don't know. Like, he can be a nice slot player. He can get some carries. Again, it all just comes down to what system he goes to and how is he going to be leveraged? How does he fit into that system? So that's why I have him sliding for me at the 204, just off talent alone. Love the talent, love the skill set. I don't want to miss out on a Rondell, but I don't want to take him at the end of the first. I do have him in the early second. I'm not mad if you take him at the end of the first, but... I'd rather jump on all these pros, pro style, pro, prototypical style wide receivers uh, first before I look at a rondelle.
1: True that. If if Avo's about to spin the song I think he's about to spin, I just want to stop and give him his flowers one more time. All right. Hey, you got some horns or something, Avo? Anything? Find my horns. Oh, you ain't got your drops. I got to get the horns. That's me making horns, shout out to DJ Evo one more time in the middle of the draft. I will take a break to give him his flowers one more time because he's spinning. Now I've been paying attention <laughs> to you, bro. And if and, you know Vic already gave you the flowers at the yeah. front end, I'm gonna give you right now in the middle right of the on, draft. Right on. You made me break into a random dance while Vic was talking, bro. So shout out to whatever you doing back there, <laughs> right bro. On, bro. All right, we're gonna keep it moving to 205. I got Mr. Armand Rossate Brown, wide receiver out of USC. Look. I'll say it like this: the more and more I keep watching this film, he just looks like a guy that can stay in the league forever and, and never lose it. Because what he does is not focused on his athleticism. It's not focused on super speed. He's just talented. He's he's just he goes out there with his footwork. He's if you if you watch him, man, he, he can I argue that he's the best route runner in his draft when it just comes to the receivers. I'll say it like that. Out of the
2: slot or just in general? Just in general, okay. man.
1: Just go like I, I'm. I'm not here to d- debate. Yeah, I yeah. understand Devonta is a dog when it comes to looking so smooth out there, but Saint Brown is a beast, man. If you look at him, bro. He, he, I don't know. He's a technician, bro, and I love him. And I feel like what he brings to the table can go out there and he could just be a stable number two receiver for years. And that matters a lot in Dynasty, man. Like I know we kept throwing out the Robert Woods, you know, equivalent, but imagine imagine what Robert Woods do for it. Feels like Robert Woods has been relevant for some years now, right? Yeah. He's only 28. Robert Woods still got years going forward, bro, Just doing what he wants to, man. And I think St. Brown goes to the right situation. Even if he don't go to the right situation, I just feel like what he does, he'll fit right in no matter where he goes. Outside, inside, I don't really care. I think he can do it all. Um, not saying I don't think he's no number one receiver, so I'll tell you that straight up. But I, do, I do think he's a solid number two for years to come. I love I'm St. Brown.
2: That's why you're my dog, bro. I got him at the 205 as well. Yeah. Robert Woods 2.0. He's basically a quicker Robert Woods, you know, and you can do a lot with him. He plays in the slot primarily. You can get him on the sweeps, you know, around the edge. Um, and like you say, he's a route technician. More more specifically, he wins at the top of the route. Like, he gets DVs turned around at the top. So, if you're winning at the top of your route, meaning that's when you're starting to break, whether you're breaking in, breaking out, stuttering, he really creates separation at the top. So, he knows how to get open. And then when he has the ball in his hands, he's navigating through the field like he's not worried about the guys that's at his current level. He's already looking downfield to see how he can win at the next level. So, and he's physical, man. Six one, solid one ninety five. So his dad's a uh, what what is his dad? like a bodybuilder, Mr. Universe, former? So yeah. He comes from that. Like and, you that. know, th- that's the background. So, yeah. And his brother plays for the Packers. E- how you say his name? Equinomus? I can't say. Equinemius. Equinemius.
1: Equinemius Saint Brown. Yeah, man. All right, turn up. All right,
2: right. go ahead, 206. Then
1: we'll we'll flip. All right, 206, man. I'm going to talk about a guy you already talked about. I'll make it quick. I do like Terrace Marshall Jr., man. I know this is probably further back than what a lot of people are having him. Um, I like him. He is 6'3", 200, but when you look at him sometimes, he doesn't look like the strongest 6'3", 200 you can see. So I do think he needs to work on his strength in general, even though he does look like a stud in the end zone. But what else can you look like at that height? Um, He's quick. So you do like that. And I do think the speed, you can tell he's fast on film. So I don't know. I like him. It just – I'm not saying that he's a bad receiver. It just speaks to the volume of what I think this receiver depth is in this class because I love Terrace Marshall, and he is your prototypical receiver. So uh, I I do think it will translate into the league. Just some of these other guys, man, I think they have a chance to just – be stupid at what they do so i love terrence marshall and even at that size as a prototypical receiver i still do think he's a compliment to a number one in nfl but a good compliment so i do like him terrence marshall it's gonna be a dog too
2: bro i had him at the 201 man and his bill reminds me like i said of t higgins yeah uh, and like i say he's been balling bro double digit touchdowns this year and last year so if you can put up 10 tds in the lsu offense that was crowded last year With J.J. and Chase, that speaks volume, so Mm -hmm. he screwed it up for me. All right, 206, Kader's Tony wide receiver out of Florida, six foot 193. Hey, He's a guy, man, he he has some nice route running. He's quick. He's on the quicker end, too. Um, He had 10 TDs this year, so he's a guy that burst onto the scene more so this year. Of course, uh, he was at the Senior Bowl. I know there were some concerns with some of the drops, but it comes with the territory. But all in all, I definitely think he has enough wide receiver tools in his in his toolbox that you can work with that you can t- can continue to fine tune. Um, so he's a guy that I'm targeting middle of the other the draft, and right now he's projected to go to a team like the Washington Football Team. So I can see that man; he could be easily be a nice compliment to Terry. And who did they uh, just bring in? Curtis Samuel, right? Curtis
1: Samuel, yeah, yeah. That's that's the only thing that throws me off is I think what he's going to do on the field. Compliments a lot of what Samuel does on the field. But, uh, you know, ain't nothing wrong with bringing in weapons, man, especially for a guy like Fitz that you're going to start at your quarterback. So bring in all the crazy weapons that you can for him.
2: Man, I would also like to see him go to like a New Orleans Saints. He paired up with a Michael Thomas, especially since Emmanuel uh, Sanders just left. So
1: yeah, and that's a that's not not the worst compliment either. Is a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, a quick guy that can do it at different levels. I guess that's things that I was going to talk about when it comes to Kadarius on my end. He can he can win at all levels of the field with his speed. So that's what you need with a guy like Michael Thomas. Just let him go be your possession receiver and let the fast, speedy guy float around and just just win in one on ones out of nowhere. So. i i I really like what you just said because i do like trey kwan and you know but i don't think the speed that Kadarius has trey kwan is he's kind of turned into like more of a big possession receiver too yeah so they need another number two they do all
2: right so let's flip i'm gonna lead off now so at the 207 i got elijah moore um so again wide receiver slot and and you know at least from what i saw he reminds me at least of his playing style like jameson crowd of course not as explosive Um, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but he just does damage in the slot. So he's a guy that I see just getting peppered with targets and Mm -hmm. a little PPR monster that has top-end speed. So, and again, he's on the smaller end, so he's 5'9", 184, but he's explosive, man. So, you know, a guy like that, he's a nice complimentary piece on offense, especially if you got some big bodies. Why not get a guy, you know, that can do some damage in the slot? Also, you can leverage him in the screen game and Hey, get defenses thinking. Even if you leverage him on the fake screens, because I don't think he's going to do too much damage for you based on his size, at least in the slot. Like you don't want him putting hands on a linebacker or yeah. on a nickel back. So you definitely got to get creative with him. But he could definitely, you know, fill uh, a need for you guys over the middle of the field and in the slot.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to talk about Mr. Michael Carter. We um, you already talked about him, so I'm not going to stay on him real long. But like we said, man, a good third down back. Um, I think he will run the ball situationally, but more of just a third down back to me, I man. How how do you think about saying that he kind of reminds me of Dion Lewis, the good Dion Lewis, though? If you remember Dion Lewis when the Patriots let him loose and he was taking off and that that play, when got him a contract, yeah. Uh, I like him. I think he's he's a good uh, third down back out the backfield. He can run the ball if you need him to. But I, I just, take it, taking a guy like that, um, you know, I think it's good. It translates, you know, the NFL is going into these committee backs and everybody can't be the three-down back. So you either got to be real good at being a third-down back and be, you know, good situationally or being a big bruiser and being able to dominate in those first and second downs like when needed in the goal line. So I think he found his situational space that he needs to be good in and he's great in it, so. I do I do like some Michael Carter. But I always try to shoot for the sky when it comes to a guy that could be potentially, you know, a three down back. But I do think he's good at his craft.
2: So. Yeah, and the reason why I have Michael Carter at the 202 is because these wide receivers run deep and these They do. the well on the running backs run thin, so that's just a matter of hey, just getting a running back if your team needs a running back. So I do feel you got to get them early since these wide receivers do run pretty long. Get your guy if you need a running back. True. All right, but I like the call, like the uh, comps. All right, at the 208, I got Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami. The tight end position is transforming. Like, you know, they're basically wide receivers on steroids. Look at Kyle Pitts coming in. Look at what Darren Waller's doing. Look at what George Kittle does. Kelsey, you know, he's a big body, you know, tight end, but he catches well. So, all in all, the tight end position is continuing to evolve in the NFL. You want a guy that can run routes, that can catch. You know what I mean? So... Hey, Brevin Jordan, for me, at the 208, he he was nice at Miami, man. He did a lot of damage. He's on the more athletic end. He's not afraid to block. Um, So, on film, you see him blocking some DNs, so he's not afraid to get dirty. So, I definitely like that. Um, He didn't have the best pro day, but that's okay. I mean, how many tests have you taken in your day that you failed, but you still passed the grade, right? So, I don't put too much weight on pro days. I mean, it's all about taking the test. I done failed plenty of tests in my life, and and I moved, and I never flunked. So. It is what it is. I, facts. I just look at Pro Day as a test. Like, how well yeah. do you test? And that was your one time to test. Like, did I take the uh, SAT or ACT twice? I don't remember. Actually, I did take the ACT twice. So there you have it. I took the
0: SAT twice. So I you, bro.
2: So there you have it. And Justin Fields is doing a second Pro Day. So there you have it.
1: So there you have it.
2: Yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> That's all I
1: got at the 208. <laughs> I got a random fact I want to say and I don't know if I I don't know if it fits in the closing. So can I just say it right now? Yeah, that's I'm cool. so sorry. It literally has nothing to do with football no and thing, I apologize. Bro. Before y'all got here, I made a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it was fire. I'm not even lying. It was like grilled peanut butter and jelly 2.0 and it was awesome and I encourage you two guys and anybody listening to try it because that warmness of the peanut butter and jelly was life. Sorry, it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, my next guy is Mr. Tylen Wallace, man. And um look, in, in this day and age in NFL, when you get to your second receiver, you need to get a guy that can have that home run potential. Y'all remember uh when we had the Will Fuller and uh DeAndre Hopkins combination. And Hopkins was just being peppered, 150 targets every year, even with the worst quarterbacks. And then you had little O Will Fuller on the outside, averaging eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns, you know, just doing it off (laughs) limited receptions. Man, Tylen Wallace has that kind of potential, man, to be home run duddy every single time, bro. Like I said, he's one of those guys, not a slot receiver to me. And he's not a number one receiver. But, man, in Dynasty, these solid number two receivers that have the upside to last. I'm looking at his skill set, everything that he does. He doesn't rely on just, you know, just all speed. I think he has great route running when he, when he does get vertical. He does have real good footwork. He can catch. He has real good strong hands. We talked about that when we went through our receivers, man. And I really like Tylen Wallace, man. Um, like I said, he's not going to be a number one in the NFL to me. He's going to be a hell of a compliment. Whoever takes him, they're going to love him. He looks like a guy that works. He hits the film, and he, he just wants the fucking ball. He's going to he's gonna go out there and work harder than the cornerback to go get the damn ball. So I like guys like that. So give me Mr. Tylen Wallace, man. That was my name. All
2: right. At the 209, I got Pat Muth,
1: tight end out of Penn State. You said it right, my, my guy. Flat,
2: right. All right. This is a guy, you know, he came in balling as a freshman. So when you put up eight touchdowns in the Big Ten as a freshman at the tight end position, that's a big deal. Then he followed it up with seven in his sophomore campaign, and of course, you know they played a shorter schedule this year. But we already know he does damage in the receiving game. He's a guy that you've seen line out, line up out wide like a Zach Ertz, lined up in the slot, lined up, you know, in trios, and they're throwing the screen to him because he's a playmaker. So I definitely love his uh, receiving skills. Um, he's not the best blocker from what I saw. He definitely did take some leaps in the pass blocking and run blocking game, um, but. You know, he's more so of a receiving tight end, if you ask me. And I would compare him to Mark Andrews. That's just what I see, 6'5", 258. So, if you like Mark Andrews, I think that's his potential. All
1: right. I see where we differ in some of our lists, and we'll talk about That's what's funny. All right, my next guy is going to be Mr. Jamar Jefferson. Look, I, we keep talking about the importance of these skill positions, man, and running backs did dry up. But uh, like I said, in the way the NFL is going, you need to have guys that that fit perfect in a committee if that's what you're going to run with. And this is one of those guys that has that that bruiser style, you know, uh, you know that that bruiser running back style. And I, I like him, man. His, his his footwork is good and his contact balance is great. That's why I really like him in the NFL. That matters, man. If you're going to be able to create contact and be able to accept it and stay on your feet and keep on crushing these yards as you go. I really like Mr. Jamar. And like I said, I think when the NFL watch him, they're going to fall in love with his play style because there's always going to be teams that love to see a back that just looks like he can play that old-fashioned style of football. And that's what he does to me, man. Um, you know, and then Dynasty, you, I like to rack in these, these running backs that I know are going to get some kind of draft capital because somebody's going to put their potential in, you know, trust them on a team. So I like Mr. Jamar Jefferson. I like him. I like his style and what he's going to do for a team. All
2: right. Let's get into the 210. Mr. Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. Um, So this is a guy, he actually took a step back this year, if you ask me, um, production-wise. But let's go back to his sophomore year, man. Monster season, 2,000 yards, 21 touchdowns. I mean, crazy, crazy. Like, this was a guy, again, I was literally moving players, like young vets for draft capital just because I felt the – rookie draft class will be deep around the running back position. But um, given the dip in production this year, I don't mind targeting him towards the end of the second round. Hopefully he lands with a great organization and he gets an opportunity. And again, I do think a lot of the step back was due to, I don't think he was happy this year at Oklahoma state
1: coming off the whole Mike Gundy forced apology situation. So yeah. Give me some dap on that because my 210 is Mr. Chuba, too. And I echo everything you said, man. Like, And if you asked me last year, you know, hey, he is high three down back because he does have the potential to catch the ball. They do, they threw it to him. He can catch passes. I He came in in his pro day not as fast as I thought because for two years, all I've been hearing is Olympic speed. I've been trying to watch it. He looks fast. He can break away. I'm not saying his speed and, and the numbers don't. Don't say that he doesn't have breakaway speed because you can see it on the film. But it's just that whole offense, the whole system, everything around him just crumbled, man. So I feel like an NFL team is going to give him a chance. But, you know, it sounds like, you know, if if we are going to blame that situation and just being out of it, it sounds like a mental thing. And sometimes if you can't snap out of that mental it wears and tears on everything that you're trying to do in your day-to-day at your job. So I, I can't wait to see what kind of draft capital he gets and what team trusts him and see if it translates. Cause he you can tell he he's a good running back. But whatever happened this year, threw everything off and we'll see if that can, you know, if he could turn it around. Hopefully it don't weigh him down anymore. But I guess we we won't know until he gets to the league. But I do think he's good. And this is where I have him too. Some team is going to take a shot on him because you don't just Trip and fall in 2,000 yards out of nowhere. So, I do like Chupa Hubbard.
2: 20 plus TD. So, hell yeah, bro. All right, 211 wide receiver, Diami Brown, 6'1, 185 junior out of North Carolina. Uh, he's a vertical threat. I mean, that's his game. So, he you know, he wins on a vertical route, he stacks the DB, wins on a post route. I mean, he's not afraid to go over the middle. I love everything I saw uh, playing in that Tar Heel offense. Some areas of opportunities again. Does lack some physicality. So in goal line, red zone situations, you know, that's where the DB has a chance to get up on him and press. Does struggle a little bit with that. Um, I also would like to see him get a little bit more effort in the run game. So, again, if you're a wide receiver in the NFL, you got to block. You can't take any plays off. So seems like if it wasn't a pass play, you could tell if you look at Diami because he wasn't really blocking. So but other than that, man, um, given, you know, the talent from what I saw with the back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, that speaks volume. So I think he'd be a nice piece to any offense. I see him fulfilling like a Brashard Perriman type role. You know, man, a guy, a a guy that, that can stretch the field. So Yeah, ain't
1: nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about my 211, The guy you already talked about, Kadarius Tony, And I kind of already spoke on him, man. He's a quick slot. He's a little taller than the other guys that we keep on locking into the slot that are in his drafts. Like when you think about – I talked about Elijah and Rondell. You know, him being a little taller. I do think that's where he sits perfect. That's where he suits best is running slot. But he's fast. He'll win at all levels. He'll be a great compliment, You already said to the Saints, you know, uh, something like what we've seen Emmanuel Sanders doing, running at all levels of the field, being a speed guy. You know, aside from Michael Thomas. So I do think in a system like that, man, I think he'll be great. Shit, even in Green Bay, aside of Devontae Adams, they need a number two, just somebody that can that can be a distraction at all levels of the field while you got this guy over here being double teamed and shit. So I do like the Kadarius Tony, man. So that's my two eleven all right my 212
2: wide receiver tylen wallace he's a possession guy um he's a guy i would actually like to see go to tennessee titans i know they just brought in josh reynolds josh lines up inside outside i got aj brown who's, who's a monster he can line up anywhere so why not get a possession guy that's gonna hold on to the ball for you and tylen wallace so hey again he doesn't have the most burst but yeah he does run pretty decent routes uh, i definitely want to see him you know work on Getting more separation, but at the end of the day, if, you, if you're not that fast, it's easy for the DBs to just be right there. So, but I do think he's a guy that's gonna basically move the sticks for you. He reminded me again, like I said, Keenan Allen. Not saying he runs polished routes like Keenan, but he's just a guy that yeah. he's gonna just run routes and catch the ball at the spot. And
1: yep, he's strong gonna get down hands, strong, get hand. down and catch the ball. So, strong hands get you the ball no matter what, even when you're being, you know, guarded good. Yeah. That's why Keenan's so great. Even though he's a great technician when it comes to being a route runner, when he is, you know, heavily guarded, his hands are so great that he's always gonna reel yeah. that motherfucker in. I think Tylen Wallace has that kind of he has those kind of hands. Yeah, man. Uh and and then my last pick is Mr. Diami Brown. I know you already talked about him. Um, just he's he's gonna be a good vertical threat. The same way you said Brashad Perriman. I kind of like that. And you know, we talked about the willfulness of the world. Just like the same thing I kind of talked about with with uh Anybody that I feels like is going to be a hell of a compliment to a number one receiver. That's that's my best way I could put it when I said he's a great vertical threat, can run good routes. Uh and he's gonna be a great compliment to a number one receiver. And that's not knacking anybody because in this day and age. In fantasy, in the right offense, you can have your dominant number one receiver and still have your number two receiver be hella fantasy relevant. So that's not a knock on – he's in our first two rounds, so that's not a knock on anybody by saying great compliment to a number one receiver.
2: All right, let's run down our one through 12 for the second round. That way they can just see the recap. And, again, I didn't have any Zach Wilson. I figured he'd be gone in the first round. If he does fall to the second round in any of these drafts, I, would, I, I mean, I won't have any parts, so I didn't see no point in putting him in my second round. I just figured he'd be gone in the first round. All right, so 201, Terrace Marshall for me, 202, Michael Carter, 203, Kenneth Gainwell, 204, Rondell Moore, 205, Amon Ross St. Brown, 206, there's Tony. 207, wide receiver Elijah Moore. I actually want to start over. I want to call out the positions. <laughs> Bro, come you on, you got now, the dog. floor, bro. Flag on the play. <laughs> flag. flag on the play to me. So 201, wide receiver Terrace Marshall, 202, running back Michael Carter, 203, running back Kenneth Gangwell, 204, wide receiver Rondell Moore, 205, Amon Ross St. Brown. It just gives a little bit more context. 206, wide receiver Kadarius <laughs> Tony. 207, Elijah Moore. That my guy, all right, <laughs> I'm doing a lot right now. Two oh eight, tight end Brevin Jordan. So if you miss out on the cow pitch, there's your chance to bounce back. Uh, two oh nine, tight end Pat Fryermuth. Hope I don't say that name anymore after today. Fryermuth. charm Frierm- I can't do it. Fryermuth. Fryermuth. All right. Two ten, running back Juba Hubbard. Two eleven, wide receiver Deami Brown. Two twelve, wide receiver Tylen Wallace. All
1: right. My two oh one, Mac Jones. My two oh two, run. Hold on, bro. I want to do the positions. Hold on. So can I start over? Yeah, bro. All right. Bet. Two hundred one. Quarterback Mac Jones. Two hundred two. Wide receiver Rondell Moore. Two hundred three. Kenneth. Running back Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. Two hundred four. Wide receiver Elijah Moore. Two hundred five. Wide receiver Armahron St. Brown. Two hundred six. Wide receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. Terrence. Terrence. Don't say Terrence. Terrence. 207, Mr. My- running back Mr. Michael Carter Jr. Uh, 208, wide receiver Tylen Wallace. 209, running back Jamar Jefferson. 210, running back Chuba Hubbard. 211, wide receiver Kadarius Toney. And the last pick of the rookie draft is Mr. Naomi Brown, wide receiver. UNC, I love him. UNC.
2: Fire, <laughs> cool. bro. I got a question for you. In these uh, dynasty leagues with these rookie drafts, how many rounds do you prefer to draft? I see some rounds go two, or some leagues go two rounds, some go five. What's the sweet spot for you, man?
1: Three. Uh, I, I I usually like at least three, and I feel like you should start at three. I feel like two is setting everything short because there's there your shots start in the third round. Like I didn't even get to name any of the tight ends. So I feel like you need to go three rounds. That's where the back end, the third where your shots start. But uh, I understand in these deep leagues, you're going four rounds. What you don't want to do is say yourself short and do two rounds. And now people are picking up guys like Pat Fryermuth off of waivers. So I think you need to try to go as deep as possible. And three seems like the minimum to me. That's my opinion.
2: I, I like two rounds, but you definitely convinced me on the three. So, I'm going to put a poll out there for the Dynasty Bros League. I think we got some two-round. Yeah, like. Most of our two rounds. Like but,
1: uh, imagine your team being stacked, right? Yeah. And we go two rounds, and then you get to pick up Kadarius, Tony, you know, Brevin, Jordan, all these guys because they went in the third round. Yeah. You know, that's kind of.
2: No, nah, that's a good point. I'm definitely about to uh poll it. That way we can, uh, you know. Like a stripper. At least get some feedback, like but mind you, one of our leagues is fourteen teams, so that kind of cuts into some of that. But it's still room for a third round. Um, so
1: yeah, pull it like. But me personally,
2: I'm cool with a two round rookie draft. I just don't like sitting in drafts all day. Hey, I want to get back to managing my
1: roster. But to your point, you do leave a lot of value out there, so I get it. That makes sense. If you worried about ever sitting in a draft too long after you do your first startup draft, always force quick drafts i wouldn't lock the rest of the seasons in to being slow drafts if people are going to take forever, or start them early start them right after the draft and start figuring it out and usually if you're in dedicated leagues they don't really take that long yeah all right so that's the draft yeah uh wait give me one guy that that would be your 301 right now uh, you want me to go first yeah go ahead I'm mr pat friarmuth he is my number two rec- uh tight end just because i think he will be able to get on the field asap um no matter what you think about these other guys brevin jordan hunter long those are going to be good fantasy receivers too because they're i think they're great receivers but uh just pat friarmuth is the do-it-all you know he's going to be out there on the receiving end on the blocking end. i just think asap right away he's going to be the guy that translates to the field as a tight end as a normal tight end first I know we love cal pitts and what he can do on the receiving end but he still has work to do on his blocking. and hasn't got better but uh, and that's something you can keep on teaching and keep working on but right away day one pat Fryermuth is a better tight end blocker than pitts is um, so I think he'll start getting acclimated. Somebody's gonna take him and start using him, ASAP.
2: Man, I'm between two guys. They're both running backs, Trey Sermon and Ramondre Stevenson at Oklahoma. So man,
1: Trey Sermon. I know, man. It's just somebody, some NFL team's gonna like him. He's gonna end up getting some kind of weird ass draft capital. It's gonna make me so uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. We'll ah. see. We'll see. But, yeah, man, I'm really thinking about this uh, third round. So, uh,
1: yeah. All right, look, let's let's transition into the closing. We're going to do the Say Something Good to the people so we can start wrapping up. Before we do that, one more time, Vic, tell the people where they can find you at.
2: You can follow me at Chief Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, Dynasty Bros FF, leave us ratings, reviews, feedback. Look out for the merch. We're excited. DJ Avo, where can I follow you at? Yes.
0: You can follow me at DJ Avo Love on the gram. That's at DJ A V O L X V E on the gram. And on Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo. Ayo hey, Dot. What can we follow you at?
1: It feels so good when we transition like this. It's like easy. I knocked it out the park. Follow me at Dynasty Bro. Dot on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram handle at Dynasty Bros FF. All right, let's get into this closing, man. Um man, who wanna start? Anybody got anything they want to just bring to the table, or no? No. All right. I guess I'll go. Um, One more time. I know I've been preaching this a lot, but just man, nah, I, it's so much stuff. I wanna, I wanna go so many different places. I'm just gonna <laughs> touch on a few things. Go ahead, bro. Go That's go cool, bro. That's cool. Um, I want to start here. I'll say this: Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Take care of your body mentally. Take care of everything physically. Stay up on doctor's appointments. Um, My birthday is right around the corner. And I'm in the best mental state of my life. And I feel good physically, but I don't feel good physically. But everything is aligning because I'm starting to pay attention to myself so much more. And it's just making my day-to-day so much better. And I know I appreciate myself a whole lot more. And I'm pretty sure my friends can appreciate the new and improved Alec a whole lot more. So, uh, just keep working on yourself. I know I'm working on me. Um, uh, certain topics, you know, um, there's the whole go for it. There's, go ca- for it. there's cases going on right now. I don't want to speak about There's new deaths that don't surprise me anymore going on. I just want to say new deaths, yeah, at
2: the hand of, hands of police officers. Yes, talking about okay,
1: yes and check on check on your black friends. And I know that sounds very blunt and it's very honest, check on your black friends because you never know what affects us on a day-to-day, what we see, what we hear, what we read, you know, that shit kicks our ass on a day-to-day and starting to become numb to a lot of the things that go on in America. It's like, like I said, I'm not even surprised and i feel like they're just writing the same story in different ways it's the same exact episode they just try to find a way to a different way to format it so uh same game different players yeah bro um like i said check on your black friends ask them how they're doing check on your black military friends that too oh my gosh that video too just Oh, man. I, I It's hard. It's so many things to touch on. I just I just try to make it broad because I feel like we would be here all day if we dove into all of them. And maybe that's a conversation that we should have, too. I think we should, man. And I feel like we have the platform to do that. And I hope y'all down for it, Avo. Hey, I know we did it last year. And it don't have to be on a Tuesday. But I feel like we should just sit down as young black men and just – check on each other on here. We did we took that shit outside off the podcast last time. I really think we should bring it here. So, I got you. I ask my opinion on it. Check on your black friends uh and America we need to do better. I'll say that. Yeah. Who want to go
2: next? Well, mine was on some Find your purpose. Tap into
1: your purpose. You should have went first. No, nah, that's cool.
2: I mean, all that was needed. Um, but yeah, going back to the purpose, I feel like we're all here for a purpose. We're not all here just to go to work nine to five or whatever shift you work and that's it. So I would say find your purpose. Tap into your purpose, man. Whether it's, you know, helping people, whether it's performing, whether it's creating, like whether it's being an entrepreneur, whether it's, leading or managing like whatever it is whatever you feel that is start with your hobby start with your interest whatever you feel good doing like whatever makes you feel great like you just do it all day meaning like you're missing all your meals you're losing track of time just because you enjoy doing that maybe that's maybe that's a start maybe that's the path to your purpose so
1: yeah i fuck with that i fuck with that hey well
0: Man, I've been sitting back here trying to think of something good to say. Um ain't a lot of good to say sometimes, bro. That's why sometimes real.
1: you gotta say the real and it just uh, you know <laughs> it is what it is. Uh
0: you know, stay stay prayed up, move accordingly in these streets. Um that's really all I can say. It's it's been a rough week for sure. Another rough one. I just stay prayed up and, and try to keep moving accordingly, man. It's really tough out here. And the rough part is being being young black men that aren't doing anything wrong. That's really the rough part, yeah. and, and being worried and concerned
1: about those things. That, that's rough out here. Can I say one more thing? I have a question. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been I've been like tapped into all these damn stories all at one going on, and my question is: Has have you ever played with a taser? No, um, I haven't. No. Avo. Nope. Have you ever? seen a taser yeah, yes yeah. okay have you ever seen one that shoots like a pistol
0: uh I, I
2: think i've seen cops use them
0: like and it doesn't look like a
2: gun no i way. mean to me <laughs> i would say you could you should be able to distinguish between a taser All right, and a gun, especially
1: weight wise right? if, if this is your taser you shot it got a trigger
0: like it do they do i really don't know
1: I need to see that. But yeah. either
2: way, the weight, the side,
1: usually Yeah.
0: what I do know is once you've been doing something for so many years, you do things consistently. So your things are consistently in the same place.
1: That's what I do. I think they said she had 26 years on the force. All
0: I'm saying is she's been wearing her uniform more than likely the exact same way for 26 years.
1: That's all I said. <laughs> I don't know, man and i guess some of those questions that i have i didn't dive into and want to figure out cuz right now i'm just dumbfounded right and like i said man it's it's a conversation for another podcast yeah another
2: i do want to leave a question out there you know police are here to protect and serve i mean i would like to see that extended to protect and serving people you know protect people from themselves sometimes and again i don't know what the situation is but just in general there are times where people Need to be saved from themselves. I'm not saying that's what went down in that situation, but I'm just thinking about the time where someone was sleeping in their car, whether they were intoxicated or not. But how do you
1: how do you not respect the man that pulled over? I don't care if he was in the the, the drive through and sleep. Yeah. How do you not respect the man that that stops his car and just say, "Fuck it, I'm fucked up. I'm I just need to sleep instead yeah. of driving, risk my right. life and everybody else on the road life."
2: Exactly. That's where I think I would like to see police officers take it a step further and protect people from themselves. Meaning I took the initial step.
1: See that through for me. Instead of seeing me as a threat. (laughs) Well, I have any. My mom did 20 years in in the service and I haven't yet to ask her how she feel about that video about that lieutenant man being sprayed down. Being yelled at to take his seatbelt off after you done blinded this man with all the damn mace you could, bruh. He got his hand out. Why can't you just you just trying to be an authority figure? Go take that man's seatbelt off and do what you need to at that point. He, I wouldn't he, have reached for nothing. He got either. his hand out. He don't want to reach for nothing because you see what the fuck happens if you do anything. You you try to you want you want him to do something, you got have an excuse. You already got guns pointed. I don't know, man. I said. Um,
2: on top of watching a trial go on,
1: yeah, we we'll see bro.
2: somebody get murdered and choked out, but we need a trial. All
1: right, man. And fuck that man today that said uh, Bruh. that uh, Bruh. The, everything that was that was brought on uh, George when that was happening was justified. Like that kind of resistance that the cop held was justified. I'm not saying the cop's name. He don't get that on our
0: podcast. No, nah, fuck him. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. Really that good. shit is crazy. That's that's all I got to say. Yep. Happy birthday to me.
2: Would you? Yeah.
1: Happy birthday to me. All right. With that being said, it's been another
2: Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey, I love my bros. I love talking Dynasty and Fantasy with y'all. And I love talking real world shit. So, appreciate y'all, man. A, yeah, I'm changing the in,
0: energy bro. for my bro birthday. I know it's fucked up out here, but we still going to get it right. We'll catch you here next Tuesday, then a Tuesday after that, then a Tuesday after that.